1: I love it. That's the first time I've heard that intro, Matthew Collar. Uh, You're big time now. You get to your own intro, and that uh, sound bites there pretty much encapsulates what it means to be a Viking fan over the last couple decades. So, bravo. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: No, yeah. I mean, shout-out to Dave Harrigan for uh, terrific production ability and the addition of the video game music as a uh, Nintendo player from back in the day. I'm sure you and I are both – of the age of kids who played actual tech Tecmo Bowl,
1: yes. um, you know, Bo, way back when. Bo Jackson, baby. You can't go wrong with Bo Jackson. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Vikings host the Giants. Uh, appropriately enough, it's a whiteout game. It's a whiteout here in Minnesota. Um, I've seen, so the first time they wear the full white uniforms at home, I saw somebody uh, pose what it would look like if they actually had white helmets, and that looked pretty sweet. i got to say that. I think they're just going with the regular purple helmets, though.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know I because the NFL did change their rules this year uh, where you can actually use an alternate helmet because what it used to be was they could put on different jerseys, but I think they had to keep the same helmets, mm-hmm. if I have that right. And so they finally changed that around, and I don't know, maybe we'll see uh, I, something like eventually where like the Goldie ones or something yes. that's, uh, you know, colleges – are using but you know i i'm into it i I like when they experiment a little bit i I don't need the same
1: jerseys all the time i frankly i'm surprised the nfl hasn't done that already like you know college football it's like it's so many different uniform combinations for these colleges you'd think it'd be a marketing opportunity and a sales opportunity for the nfl uh you'd think they'd get on board with that um so what worked for the defense against the colts in the second half last week and Again, it was the Colts, but what lessons did they learn? What things, tweaks did they make that uh, will be part of the game plan moving forward?
0: Yeah, you definitely have to put a little bit of a qualifier on it because Matt Ryan just got benched for the (laughs) second time this season, and now they're going to use Nick Foles. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that just kind of tells you how bad the Indianapolis offense has been. I think they entered that game 31st in scoring. And the funny thing was, Most of their production in that game came via blocked punts or uh, pick six and and things like that. So the defense overall, I mean, it's weird to say that they had a great day when the other team had 36 points out there. But they really did make some changes that I think have been in the cards for a while, and I could not tell you why it took so long. And I think Kevin O'Connell had been pushing Ed Donatell to try to do some of these things. But what I really noticed the most was, A, the amount of times they blitzed They blitzed on about half of the snaps in the second half, which has not been a thing for this defense really at all, all season long. Um, But what really stood out was Harrison Smith looking a lot more like the old Harrison Smith in the way that they used him. Up until last week, they had blitzed him less than 10 times all year, which is just crazy, considering that he's had so much success with pressuring quarterbacks uh, throughout his career. And, He's been kind of used as a deep safety where he's not up at the line of scrimmage very often, which I think is his best skill. And finally, when I went back and watched the, uh, the coaches film, you could see him coming up to the line of scrimmage. You could see him confusing Matt Ryan at times. So I think they were just a much more aggressive defense and that's what they're going to have to be. Like they're not going to be perfect. They still have flaws. They still have weaknesses, especially in the secondary. But if they need to make game-changing plays like sacks and interceptions and fumbles and things like that, which they probably do to be competent enough to take this team anywhere, you're going to have to get your key players a little more activated. You know, Eric Kendrick splits the bunch in that game. Like, those are the things that should have been happening. And, uh, you know, hey, better late than never, I guess.
1: Um, when we look at the, the – the remaining schedule and i know obviously there's a lot to be determined yet i mean they still have even have a possibility to be the number one seed but when you look at that battle for the two seed like with the 49ers i mean how significant a difference would it be from the two seed uh to being the three seed how how important is that
0: Yeah, this is something that I've tried to figure out and is a little bit tricky to put a number on because, of course, divisional round teams that go on the road, which is the difference between two and three. So Mm -hmm. if the Vikings were to win in the first round, um, if they get the two seed, they would play at U.S. Bank Stadium. If they get the three, uh, it's possible that they would go on the road. And, of course, you don't want to leave your friendly confines of U.S. Bank Stadium, but the home field advantage across the league has really gone away from what it used to be. I mean, maybe it's just because teams are very scientific about how they travel or, you know, things are a little bit easier, sleep schedules, all all the different things that go into it. Teams are smarter, players are, are better prepared, and referees are not as impacted by home and away like they used to be back in the day. So even Las Vegas and gamblers have realized this and do not put as much of an emphasis on it. At the same time, you can't tell me it wouldn't be better to be at U.S. Bank Stadium but then there's this other part of it that, you know, the Vikings have a thin roster. Like, you go one layer down from the star players, and you're just losing to yep. almost anybody. So if you got Justin Jefferson hurt, or Christian Derisaw, or Zadarius Smith, or Daniil Hunter, or Patrick Peterson, you're just not going anywhere. And so Kevin O'Connell, I mean, when I asked him about it earlier this week, about handling that, you know, whether to play players or rest them or, or limit snaps for certain players he kind of hemmed and hawed about it. Like I, He's like, oh, on one hand, we need all of our players, but on another hand, we want to play at home. And I think it's you know it might sort itself out anyway, because um, if they lose this game and San Francisco wins, uh, then it's going to be really hard for the Vikings because they, they don't have tiebreakers over San Francisco to get that number two seed. So that would kind of sort it out a little bit if they lost against the Giants. Um, if they don't, they might have to have a tough decision of whether to keep pressing and try to get that number two seed because. I mean, I do think it probably holds a little more importance than maybe some other stadiums to be here at U.S. Bank.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, on the health note, how healthy is the offensive line? or the getting healthier? Uh, Bradbury, I think he's still out, right? But uh, the backup has been doing a pretty decent job.
0: Yeah, Austin Schlopman is, is going to play again, and this is going to be a big test for him. Because this Giants team has two of the best interior defensive linemen in the entire league, uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Those guys can really, really attack the quarterback, which is, you know, probably the most interesting matchup just on the field X's and O's wise. Is the Vikings have had so much trouble with teams that pressure up the middle, and you know the Giants could be someone that they face in the playoffs. So they're going to get a look at that, like how these guys can impact the game but Garrett Bradbury uh, did not practice this week But Kevin O'Connell said that you know it looks like he'll be back within the next week or two because they're already in the playoffs they can allow him to get 100% healthy they don't have to push him back early mm-hmm. like you would have to do you know in the fight for the playoff race if you were on the uh, in the hunt graphic So, yeah, and Austin Schloman has been around the league a little bit. He was with Denver before. So he kind of, he knows what he's doing. But this, this is definitely a a really difficult matchup for him. And the Giants have struggled this year against the run. And that's where I'm interested to see how the Vikings take advantage on the ground. They had that big 40 yard run for Delvin Cook. But then most of last week's game, they were just throwing the ball. And it's been a really inconsistent running game throughout the year. It's kind of been, you know, feast or famine with more famine than feast uh, from Delvin Cook. So I I think this is a a challenge for them to kind of stay patient and continue to run the ball because you don't want Kirk Cousins taking a lot of hits from those interior defensive linemen.
1: Uh, Talking to Matthew Colla from Purple Insider. Uh, He joins us on the John Schuster-Coldwell-Banker Hotline. Uh, I was reading uh, your mailbag that uh, I get uh, every week, and we always get questions about Kirk Cousins now. Do we actually like him? Do we trust him yet? Can he be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback? I. Again, there have been lesser quarterbacks who have won Super Bowl rings, and again, the, the stats not as high as they were last year, but he sure look. it just seems to me, again, you know a thousand percent more than I do. I just am just kind of a fan or just a fan of watching the game. There just seems to be something different with him this year.
0: Yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting conundrum because you know I I like to lean on the stats a lot and look at a lot of different numbers as you know from reading the newsletter uh, I try to look at it in yeah. many different ways and and I looked at a very telling stat which is yards per attempt when adjusted for sacks and interceptions mm-hmm. and looked at comparisons for other recent winning quarterbacks from Kirk's season and. All, I mean, there were some really big names on the list, like Tom Brady, 2013, Ben Roethlisberger in 2020. But one thing that was in common is eventually things kind of ran to an end with okay. those quarterbacks. Like no one who's had his numbers has reached the Super Bowl uh, since 2010, you know, mm-hmm. with, okay. trying to adjust for like the, you know, modern NFL. They're yep. not going sure. back to the, you know, 90s or something. So recent quarterbacks who have had this sort of lack of efficiency have not you know, had a lot of success when it gets to the postseason. But the interesting thing about this is they're probably a better team right now than they were early in the season, mm-hmm. not only adjusting to Kevin O'Connell's system, but also TJ Hawkinson. Last week they start hitting on screen passes, which they have in all year. Last week they used KJ Osborne, which they have in all year. Yep. So it kind of depends also on how you're playing as you go into the playoffs that matters. But is something different about Kirk Cousins? I don't think it really is. But I, I do think that his communication throughout games with his head coach on the sidelines is a big deal. I think that, you know, when, when someone believes in you, say if Brad Lane believes in you, then everybody else is going to say, you know what, the leader believes in our guy, Adam. Yeah. And I think that that matters, that when the head coach did not have any belief in the quarterback, how is anybody who's following the leader supposed to feel any differently right. than that and i think that the vibe has absolutely changed
1: that's a great point um because th- and that's different and that's something you know that we always you know we we love the videos of kevin o'connell getting emotional in the locker room and at the same time the cynic in me says well does it doesn't really matter these guys are professional football players this is their job to play football but it does matter don't you think i mean it 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 it, it matters when you got a guy who's a little more relatable than the last guy and a guy who a little does things a little bit differently. Now, does that translate into actual victories and in the playoffs Remains to be seen, but it's certainly that to me is, is different and the players do respond to that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's also another part of this too. And I, I I think that Kevin O'Connell has pushed all the right buttons with Mm -hmm. the players from day one, from the way he handled their health in the preseason and training camp Veteran players have long known that they didn't need preseason reps
2: to be good at
0: football, When it got to the regular season. He listened to them as opposed to getting guys hurt like Mike Zimmer did in the past. Uh, I think that he's put them in command of the locker room. He's he's shown a ton of trust in them. He's communicated with Justin Jefferson extremely well. It's not a, I coach you play type of relationship, which I think, you know, people act like that's a, that's a generational thing. I think veteran players like that more than anything, the guys that, uh, are in their you know late 20s and 30s, they like to be trusted and listened to by the coaching staff uh, probably even more than the younger players, and this is a veteran type of team. There is another part of me that says, a team that has to win at the last second every single game, <laughs> do you believe in them when they have to play San Francisco or Philadelphia or Dallas? And that is the one major concern. Like yeah. Of all these things that they've done right and all the things the coach has done right, there is still that part of me that goes, I wonder if this this whole thing runs to an end. And that's kind of what these last couple of games, they have to try to prove that that, that it hasn't been kind of just this fluky thing.
1: And that's why I said last week, and I said it on Monday too, my faith uh, that they do significant things in the playoff is not there, in the playoffs is not there, based on the defense performance. But just the entirety of this season, two jaw-droppingly bizarre entertaining games sometimes you just have to sit back and even if you're a die hard viking fan say i don't know if they're going to do anything but man this has been a fun fun season i mean it's been so entertaining that i just hope we at least have a couple more of those moments
0: yeah i think that's that's the struggle that everybody who's watching this team is having it's like okay all of this has been super fun and it's been one of the most intense seasons i've ever covered of course uh, as far as every game coming down to the end, but then you know, I asked uh, our friend Brian Murphy the other day. Mm-hmm. But if they lose in the first round, everyone forgets all this. Exactly, right? like 100%. that's probably the case, isn't yep. it?
1: Yep, one hundred percent. And then we're like, oh, man, we were 13. You know, they had this great record, and they didn't do anything. You're probably right, which is why you have to live live, live in the moment, Matthew. You've got to cherish each moment you have. Thank you, sir. I know it's a All holiday right. weekend. Merry Christmas to you and to Sloan. Say hi to Sloan for me, and uh, have fun covering the game tomorrow, and have a great holiday. All
0: right. Merry Christmas to you guys, too, and uh, stay safe out there.
1: All right. Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. Subscribe. Purple Insider, you get all the stuff in the inbox. You can check out the podcast and the work he does. Uh, Nobody covers the Vikings like Matthew. All right, 223 News Talk 830, WCCO against Santa Claus is booked. We've got to confirm that uh, we got Santa on the line. Lots of stuff involved in that, so uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll have a short segment, and we'll get to Santa Claus as soon as we can. Uh, The House of Representatives today... Uh, passed the $1.7 trillion omnibus package, capping off uh, weeks-long drama to lock down government funding for the next fiscal year. The Senate passed it. Uh, the bill has passed. The House now headed to uh, President Biden for his signature. And it includes that, um, a federal ban on federal phones of TikTok. And I wanted to bring that up, and that we have just a short segment here before we get to Santa Claus, because I saw this article from in Forbes And I think the story about TikTok and its concerns in regards to privacy and what kind of data is being collected is just beginning. I think we are going to see much, much more uh, on TikTok, uh, more uncovered. But this should be alarming to people. Forbes, obviously major financial publication. An internal investigation by ByteDance, that's the company that is the parent company of TikTok, found that employees tracked multiple journalists covering the company, improperly gaining access to their IP addresses and user data in an attempt to identify whether they'd been in the same locations as ByteDance employees. According to materials reviewed by Forbes, ByteDance tracked multiple Forbes journalists as part of a covert surveillance campaign, which was designed to unearth the source of leaks from inside the company. Uh, as the result of the investigation into the surveillance tactics, ByteDance fired their chief internal auditor who led the team responsible. And, uh, and also, a, a Chinese based executive has resigned and the company says, well, that was the problem. We, uh, this was just a minor problem. Uh, Deeply disappointed that we were notified of the situation. The public trust we've spent huge efforts in building has been significantly undermined by the misconduct of a few individuals. BS, that's what I say to that. If I think this was a one-off that just a few individuals inside of TikTok and the parent company ByteDance was monitoring journalists' activities and where they were in an attempt to see if they had spoken to employees to try to find leakers, think about that. I think we're just scratching the surface on TikTok and the, the data they're collecting. And think about all the young people in this country that watch it every single day, including my own two kids. It is uh, concerning, to say the least. All right, this is incredible, folks. Nowhere, you're not going to get this on, uh, on any other shows. Chris Tubbs goes above and beyond... The biggest booking possibly of the year here on WCCO Radio, the big man, Santa Claus. We've tracked Santa down. We talked to Santa. We talked him into this because usually, you know, Santa will come on and you'll put kids on. You'll ask your kids what you want. That's not how we're doing it. That's not how we're doing it today. I want adults who didn't get what they want when they were a kid. Maybe you're still thinking about it. Some toy that you really wanted that you never got. Now's your chance to find out why. Santa Claus has agreed to come on the air and be confronted by people who didn't get what they wanted. Maybe he'll give you an explanation, maybe he won't, but it's time to confront Santa Claus. Santa Claus, your calls and texts 651-461-9226. Call Santa right now and find out why you did why you got hosed on that Christmas many years ago. 651-461-9226. Your calls for Santa next Christmas time, Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, Santa is a very busy man, but I'll tell you what, we uh, tracked him down. We got just a couple of minutes with him, and I can't believe he agreed to do this. Uh, Saint Nick, can I call you? Can I call you Nick? What do you go by, Santa? Santa Claus is on the uh, uh, on the John Schuster Cobble Banker Hotline.
3: Ho, 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 little Adam. Hello. Ho, 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 ho,
1: Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Santa. How you been, man? Uh, really busy? How's it going up there in the North Pole? Ho, ho,
3: ho, ho. It's very cold, I see, in your state yes. of Minnesota.
1: Yes. You'll be right at home, Santa, when you're uh, when you flying over the Twin Cities in the upper Midwest. It is bitterly cold here. Um, so, t- ho, ho, before. So, six, I want people to call. Now, you've agreed to do this. I appreciate that because you've been on our air before, I know, and you uh, usually you take calls from kids asking what the kids want. But I thought we'd change it up a little bit today. I want to find out from people who possibly, uh, not not to say we're wrong, but didn't get what they want. Obviously, some kids, you know, if they're naughty or for, for some other reason, they don't get what they want, and I think it sticks with a lot of kids and now that they're adults, I, I thought I'd give them an, oppor- an opportunity just to get an explanation. And I appreciate that you're willing to do that.
3: Ho, 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 ho. Yes. Sometimes those realities
1: need to come home to yes. roost.
3: <laughs> so
1: are you ready, Santa? Are you willing to talk to some people who maybe didn't get what they wanted?
3: Yes, yes, Adam. Okay. Please, come right. right.
1: on. Let's go right to the phones. Oh, 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 oh. Terrence is called uh, from Egan. Terrence, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, you have the floor uh, with Santa Claus. Go ahead. Terrence from Egan, but grew up in Cottage Grove. Remember me?
3: Oh, 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 yes, little Terry. Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, how are you doing? Well, fine. But it was 1987, and you gave me a Rubik's Cube and a Simon, And but do you remember what I really wanted
1: and I didn't get from you? Ooh. Santa, do you remember? Oh, ho,
3: ho, ho, ho. yes, I do, Terrence. I do remember. And w- would you like Santa Claus to tell you why I never got you that G.I. Joe? Mm,
1: G.I. Joe. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would like to know. It affected me. It affected me. Santa?
3: <laughs> well, that's that's because you you got a puppy instead that year. If you remember, it was what you wanted. <laughs> Santa can't give you everything, Terence.
1: Terence, did you get a puppy? I...
2: I don't remember getting the puppy for Christmas. I know we did get a dog that year, but I don't remember getting it for Christmas. Remember, he got me a Simon and a Rubik's Cube, like mind games, and I didn't really want mind games at the time. I was I was uh, eight years old, and so I wanted G.I. Joe. I didn't want, you know, games of the mind, really, hmm. you know, like puzzles. I was looking oh. for more like the G.I. Joe. Yeah,
1: G.I. Joe, common. Yep. Yeah. Santa? Anything well, got to gotta, gotta go. All right. Thanks, Terrence. Uh, Santa, anything to that? Oh, 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 Terrence,
3: he likes to use his mind. Of course he does. He knows what Santa knows. He got a puppy instead of a G.I. Joe.
1: Oh, 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 Terrence. Can you... uh, So... when when like what level santa does you know you hear got to be nice don't be naughty but like what's like what level of naughtiness uh does someone achieve when you say you know what i got to uh i'm not going to give this kid what they want
3: oh, oh you know what you did yeah you know what you did I that's, suppose. that's that's what that's the level <laughs> oh we know what you did mm. and you know what you did that's i do why. Santa right. has consequences.
1: Let's go to uh, CJ in Plymouth. He's on line two. CJ, go ahead. Uh, you got uh, the floor here with Santa Claus. Do you remember something you didn't get? And you're, now's your chance to get an answer.
2: I have waited for this day for 46 years. Hmm. I'm not calling him Santa. Uh oh. You're just Chris to me. Oh, wow. That's who you are to me, Chris. I was an 11 year old. <laughs> Everyone in the neighborhood. That I was the most optimistic, happy kid they've ever met. <laughs> the glass was always full. Okay, Never was half full. There was never any hint of cynicism. All I wanted as an 11-year-old was an Itza football.
1: Mm. Nerf would have been better. A friend of mine
2: but... said I was destined to play in the National <laughs> Football League. Fanta, you know what you gave me? You gave me a Nerf football. A Nerf football, and I have never, ever been the same, since you let me down. I would like an explanation.
1: Ooh, Santa. Oh, Santa. Oh,
3: oh, 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 CJ. I'm tired oh, of that oh, laugh, too. Oh, 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 I, call, I, call, I call you Christopher John, but you got that because you know that you weren't old enough to, to, to play football. You needed to practice more and you also needed to grow stronger where the other boys wouldn't hurt you and make your nose bleed like it did so many times mm. so santa claus wanted to make sure that you did not get hit in the nose and that your <laughs> your football would be soft and pliable somewhat like you and your and, and your attitude
1: at the time mm. you re- you remember it's got a don't point, you cj I hope you crash tomorrow, Santa. Oh, my God. How <laughs> dare
3: you, CJ? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't mean that. You don't yeah, mean do. that at all, Christopher 46 John.
1: Years. Chris? <laughs> oh, with the next caller, please. Okay, geez. <laughs> Santa, I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't know somebody would get that... Uh, that disagreeable with you? Are you okay, Santa? Did that uh, did that hurt a little bit? I feel like uh, the laughter is hiding <laughs> is hiding something.
3: And I have been through many times okay. over the years. He knows yep. what
1: I know, and I know what he knows, and <laughs> he would be just fine. Kind of like TikTok. Uh, Mike is in Minneapolis. Mike, go ahead. You're on with Santa Claus.
0: Santa, you—I'm sure you recall uh, when I was—I don't know, ten or eleven. Now, all I wanted was a pair of fishnet stockings, and <laughs> you might say you uh, you triggered me in my safe space. What the heck, Kringle?
3: Oh, I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, but your father took those. Ooh. Ooh,
1: Mike, did you have any idea? Triggered again. Oh, no, Mike. Looks like Mike's going to have a interesting oh, conversation. Huh? With your dad, yes, I will. Uh, Mike, thanks for the call, as always, sir. Wow, did you run into that situation a lot, Santa, where a, where a parent would take something from a kid? Surprised, many parents want what their children want. Yeah, that's for sure. Fishnet stockings, yeah, that's that's high on the list. Dave is in Columbia Heights. He's on the uh, City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Dave, you're on with Santa Claus. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I got a question. Um, I've been asking for
0: the same thing since I was about 10 years old. Actually, probably seven. Every year I ask, I still ask. I'm 59. When I don't get it, is it because I did something wrong? Yeah. Do you remember what I asked for?
3: Santa? Santa Claus knows Everything. And Santa Claus knows that deep in your heart you know why you have not received it. So I'm to blame for the Vikings never winning a Super Bowl? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Don't say oh, my name on not a... <laughs> <Don't>...
1: <laughs> Dave, I think we lost.
3: <laughs> I am listen, I am Santa Claus. I cannot make this, what happens, happen.
1: You have no control over the NFL, Santa?
3: Ho, 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 ho. No, 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 no. No, no, Adam, I do not. He ho, is ho, ho, ho. <laughs> something else.
1: Oh, one of wanted that super. They I think for Not the of,
3: Vikings. <laughs>
1: well, they're, a, they're a tortured fan base, Santa Claus. You can only you can only imagine. You, you must understand that they t- tend to lash out uh, because it's been such a long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, yes. One last thing, Santa. Right. Isotoners. I'll, yeah, isotoners. Please, I'm, I need to get moving. I'm very okay. busy. I know. I know you are, and I appreciate it. I appreciate the heck out of it. Uh, by, I just wanted to bring it up. I always wanted the G, the, you know, Terrence mentioned the G.I. Joe. I always wanted the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, and I never got it. Um, any reason why? I mean, I think I know why, but is there, is there anything you can enlighten enlighten there?
3: Oh, tell me. Tell me why you know. You know what you did.
1: Um, yeah, I know. I don't think I can say it on the air, but I think I know. I think we all know, right? Santa. I can't tell you enough how much this means to me. Uh stay safe out there. Uh I won't, okay. I won't be like CJ. Merry
3: Christmas to me. Wave to me, Adam, wave yes, to me. I'm waving, Santa. Oh, okay oh, Merry Christmas, you. Santa.
1: I see you waving. Yes, thank you, Santa. Wave
3: to me. Everybody. Yes. Everybody Minnesota. wave to Santa.
1: Unless you're driving. Oh, there he goes. I'm waving. Merry Chris Kringle. Christmas. Merry Christmas, Santa. Chris Kringle, right here. On the News Talk 830 WCCO. 255, that's your Lindis Construction time check. Time to have Minnesota Infinity from Marvin Windows installed in your home. Boy, especially if you're home today and you feel that wind coming through the windows. Time to think about a window upgrade. Uh, My thanks to you for uh, joining us on this uh, frigid afternoon. Pleasure to be in for Chad. Uh, Chad will be back uh, next week, I believe. Uh, actually I'm doing Tuesday for Chad again. I think I think Chad's in on Wednesday. Best of Chad on Monday. Dubsy, Dubsy, Dubs, Dubsy, Dubsy. Thanks for uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, riding out the storm with me today. And you're doing double duty now. You've got a uh, you've got the man next, the big time.
0: Yeah, I I know. They're uh they're letting me they're letting me touch the buttons during drive time, which I don't know is necessarily
1: their best decision but you know what my car's outside it won't start let's party Oh man I just got a message from Santa Claus
0: Yeah I I heard it did is you he hear
3: that?
1: Yeah uh he's not happy L- listen to this he just sent me this Okay
3: oh, You were not supposed to put those people
1: Oh hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Ooh,
0: did you did you have to dump Santa was I mean no, was Santa it
3: was,
1: No it stopped oh. here let me hear this.
3: First to put those people on with me to talk like that. Oh, you are going to get cold.
1: Oh. I, I don't think Santa agreed to what we I thought he wanted to talk to those people. Apparently he's upset with me. So well, I'm, I'm I, in I, serious trouble now.
0: Well listen, Santa's got nobody to blame but himself. I mean, you know, these people are airing their you know, they're airing their souls and yeah. reliving parts of their horrible childhood and I mean, they sounded like traumatic memories,
1: especially... He nailed it, though. They know. You know what you did wrong. You know why you didn't get the stuff. Come on. Let's be honest. Hey, uh, final minute here. I just wanted to say that I appreciate uh, all the the wonderful texts we got today all year long. I know this is uh, uh, a busy time of year for folks, so thank you so much for listening um, to uh, my show 9 to Noon when I'm with Jordana. I uh, appreciate uh, most of our listeners, some of which uh, we bump heads with occasionally, but I'm very thankful, obviously, to be in this spot and to share some time with you every day on the radio. Uh, please have a safe, safe holiday. Uh, it is very cold, very dangerous. If you can wait to travel, do so, because, again, I-90 is closed uh, west of I-35, uh, just not not drivable conditions in southern Minnesota. So please be safe and have a merry Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, whatever you are celebrating. Be safe, enjoy your time with family, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Jason DeRutia coming up next. Stay tuned on News Talk 830 WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours